hey guys, me, Jojo Siwa. You know, she says that, you know, she kind of sounds like she smokes a lot of cigarettes. You nailed it. I think with that. Hey guys. Hey guys, it's Jojo. Uh, and I'm Grace. <laughs> I'm Bridget. I'm Courtney. And this is the Gossier, where we gossip. And um, we have a lot of good gossip for you this week. So let's just jump right into it. Let's start with uh, the segment we always start with, which is you have to tell me where we each bring in gossip and tell each other about it. So Bridget, you have to tell me Brittany is pregnant. Hell yeah, brother. Uh, last Monday, she went on Instagram. <laughs> As she's known to do. Yeah, her classic move. I love that she uses Instagram so much. And a woman of the people. It's freaking people out because they're like, why is she doing this? And it's like, it's freaking me out. There's so many layers to it. Like, one. Well, yeah, because she's been, she's been silenced for so long. You're right. Then, then by using Instagram, it is a way to connect with fans directly. that creates that parasocial relationship. Sure. And so mm-hmm. when she's like dragging people, she's really just like informing her army. Like, this is who we go who we after. hate today. Yes. Right. Yeah. And when she's like showing herself naked and stuff, I feel like it, all of that stuff is more of a big fuck you to all the people who kept her in the conservatorship than it has anything to do with us. So while we're all like, oh my God, I can't believe she's doing that. It's like, it's artistic in a way. I think it's beautiful and artistic and creative. And I, I support you, Be Spears. I love it. My favorite thing about this is there's a, a Persian girl on TikTok. I don't remember her name. Sorry to her. But she was posting a lot of videos like, you guys don't understand. Persian girls won today. Britney Spears is going to have a half Persian baby. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, that's good. I saw a good uh, TikTok where this guy was like, pretending to be on his phone and he's in a pool and he's like no i told you britney is pregnant that is automatically a three-day gay weekend i thought (laughs) for some reason it broke and then i thought there was like a fake out where it's like oh no she's not actually pregnant but then she is yes and a lot of people had that same thought actually what kind of sucks (laughs) is that it wasn't validated until essentially sam Ascari came out and said and said, yep. Um, yeah, he basically marriage oh, okay. and kids are a natural part of a strong relationship filled with love and respect. Fatherhood is something I've always looked forward to, and I don't take lightly. It okay. is the most important job I will ever do. Okay, at first it sounded pretty vague, but now it sounds like pretty specific. Yeah, yeah. Like so, marriage and kids are, it's like, okay. And you definitely have a kid. said that. Yeah. <laughs> will you have one? Is Brittany pregnant? Tell us, Sam. <laughs> is there one growing inside? And I'm not surprised. One, because if you followed the court, um, the trials, she mentioned how she was forcibly put uh, IUD yes. inside her. IUD. I know. I was thinking about that. And then if you follow her posts as much as I do, she talks a lot about babies. So mm-hmm. I, I wasn't yeah. surprised that she is pregnant. I'm actually more surprised that she did announce it on her Instagram because one thing she does like to do is bitch about the paparazzi and it's mm-hmm. like i feel like you just told the paparazzi hey well, i feel like over. yeah i feel like the point of her, i mean i feel like at this point the paparazzi are going to be hounding her for the rest of her life no matter what she does so she might as well, well post whatever she wants on instagram 
That's I fair. feel like she's not really in public. Like, it seems like she's always kind of like isolated, like at home, you know, like away from the pop. Like, so like the information we get from her is from her and not from the paparazzi. So it's like, yeah, now the paparazzi know, but I doubt she's like leaving her compound. Well, I guess it's better for her that she breaks this rather yeah. than the paparazzi getting a picture of her pregnant. She wants That's to what be I was the one to yeah. say. Yeah. But I beat you to it. She, she, <laughs> she posted a picture yesterday of her like in a crop top and she was like, got to show off my hot bod before I start showing or like something like that. And I was like, that's iconic. <laughs> um, that's relatable. Give us those flat, flat abs, Brittany. Yeah. Dude, that's the thing. If I'm concerned about anything, it's how I think about she, how it's going to ruin her body and she'll never be yeah, the same. That's Bridget. what it is. Um, and you're not going to be attracted no, to her I think anymore. She already has like a pretty severe and, and justifiably so a severe amount of body, body dysmorphia. Yeah. Like those posts mm-hmm. that she has where she's like, and then the paps made me look fat or whatever. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah. Why are you even, a, I understand why you would want to address this, but like, don't <laughs> like don't give them the power don't give them the satisfaction like ignore the fact that they're scumbags i mean not that i don't know it's her because it's her whole life like she's yeah. never yeah she's never I, say, not- I feel like it's easy to be like don't listen to them keep your chin up well, bitch. i think it's also but easy then, like- when someone comes of like comes into the spotlight as an adult because they have like a fully formed sense of self you know you want you imagine but she's been famous <laughs> since she was literally like 10 yeah you can't she can't see outside of she can't see a world where she doesn't interact with the paparazzi at all. Mm-hmm. Well, and I would not be surprised. And I feel like I probably have talked about this and I probably I because I've researched it before, but I don't remember for sure. But I I'm like 98 percent sure that her father used to call her fat. Yeah. And, oh. and so like having paparazzi, whether or not they're like fucking with the photos you're already being told like you know you're a woman i have body dysmorphia i definitely have body dysmorphia oh, yeah. from an older brother calling me fat i cannot imagine how it affects you when you are the number one pop star yeah. and your father totally is calling you fat like oh yeah that's that's he that's for that trauma. reason alone he should have his head chopped off yeah death to all of them as wendy williams so famously said grace you have to tell me Recent bachelor, Clayton Eckard, accused of cheating on Susie. This is incredible. Number one, because we don't get a lot of bachelor cheating scandals. I think it's because the relationships happen so fast. Most of them would rather break up than cheat. So number one, that's interesting. So this started early last week. It might have been last weekend. Um, A TikToker named Sasha Narang came on TikTok and was like, hey guys, like this has been weighing me. I have weighing on me. I have to tell you. I went to a bar on Friday and the guy who was the most recent bachelor came up to me. He hit me up and then he took me home and I hooked up with him. And in her version of the story, she doesn't watch The Bachelor. Um, and so this guy was like, oh, I was just on The Bachelor. She hooked up with him. And then she realized later, because she thought when he said that, like, oh, he was there for a couple episodes, he got sent home. Yeah. And then she realized later she was telling, I think, reality Steve. She went straight to reality Steve. What? 
I don't know. Taking this went, all the way to the top. I don't know if she went straight Literally. to reality, Steve. I think she went to her friends first who are Bachelor fans. Okay. And they said, I was going to say, and, in, interesting for someone who doesn't watch the show to be so interested in reality. So Steve. I think she went to her friends who are Bachelor fans and she described the guy and they're like, oh my God, that's Clayton. Or maybe he told her was her she name, like, his name was Clayton. Big white guy. Yeah, exactly. And so she's like, oh my God, he was the most recent Bachelor. He's engaged. So she, I think, goes to reality, Steve. Anyway, she posts a TikTok and she doesn't name any names in the TikTok. So people start running through the list of recent bachelors. The most recent engagements are Clayton and Susie and Michelle and Nate. Michelle and Nate were together on Friday night at an event. So he's eliminated in a different city than New York. Yeah. Um, and then people start thinking about Matt James and Rachel Kirkconnell, even though they're not mm-hmm. engaged. Matt James and Rachel really quickly debunk it. And so everyone's thinking, is it Clayton? And then... One of Sasha's friends logs onto TikTok on her account and comments and confirms it was Clayton. Oh, so this goes back to Clayton and Susie really quick. So Clayton is like, no, that literally wasn't me. And she's like, it's like, I get it. You're lying. That's okay. I understand you cheated. You feel ashamed. You're lying. So he shares. Wait, who says he's lying? Sasha, the TikTok. TikTok She doubles down on it. Yeah, she doubles down on it. She's like, you're lying. I know that I was with you. You know it. You're just trying to save face. Oh, my God. So he starts sharing. He has history in his phone of significant locations from Friday night. He shows that he was at a gym in Arizona at 8 p.m. on Friday night, which is 11 p.m. New York time. She says that she met him at a bar called Penny Farthing, which I'll get to in a second. Um. And then went home with him around 2 a.m. So even if he took a private jet from Arizona right after that location at the gym was uh, logged, he still wouldn't get to New York in time to pick up this girl and hook up with her. So what happened, and now she has since apologized, what happened is a tall white guy went up to her at the bar and said he was on The Bachelor, and he wasn't. She got catfished. Now you, how does she not put that together? She doesn't watch The Bachelor. But like, okay, so but once you start interacting with this Clayton guy, or someone is like, yeah, it was definitely Clayton. Like, well, here is the missing piece, which is the Burr Penny Farthing. Now, I am not from New York, so this information is from a New York TikToker I saw who talked about this. But basically. Penny Farthing is not like Penny Farthing is basically a college bar. Okay. So it's not a bar that like adult people go to kind of. Right. Yeah. So uh-huh. you know, the TikTokers I was watching were like, the funniest part of this story is that Clayton would never go to Penny Farthing. He's too yeah. famous. He would go somewhere fancier. So I think the implication is just that this guy told her he was on The Bachelor. He didn't specifically say he was The Bachelor, but I think he must have known he looks enough like Clayton yeah, to get yeah. away with this. Obviously, he's been doing this, and you know what? More power to him, do you think? Kate? I love it. I love This is better than the West Elm guy. Exactly. And, well, the best part is that he specifically asked her, do you watch The Bachelor? I bet if she said yes, he would be like, oh, my God, I do too. Uh, yeah. And if she had said no, yeah. he said, fantastic, I was on it. And people, bitches love, and I'm saying this, as a bitch who's worked with a lot of bitches, bitches love being around guys who have done things like it's insane. And also, also, here's the thing that I think about all the time. I can see a man on the street and I'll be like, whatever, he's not that attractive. But there's a man on The Bachelor 
if he's on TV, I think he's more attractive. Yes, yes. That is such a real life thing. That is, a, we don't talk enough about this. Call me shallow. All right, Courtney, you have to tell me which Kardashian kids have really been to Disneyland. This is so bizarre. I heard about it on a podcast. And so I had no visual context for any of this until last night. I was like looking it up because I was like, I have to look into this. So basically the other day, Khloe Kardashian posted a photo with her daughter, True, at Disneyland saying, True's first time at Disneyland. And all of these fans were like, hold on a second. They're like, no, it's not. And they referenced back to these photos taken from October when Kim and and Chris uh, Jenner and one of the other one of the other ones. Courtney. One of those other. Oh, maybe. Maybe it was Courtney. They went to Disneyland. Courtney or Kylie. Yeah, it might have been Kylie. Um, and anyway, so she was at Disneyland, Kim, back in October, and she was posting pictures of Chicago and allegedly true. true. Yes. And I didn't follow this, what was happening. But at the time, a bunch of fans were like, uh, that looks like True is photoshopped onto a body. Like, that does not look like a real this. child. Yeah. And and it was always kind of like ignored. Like, you know, it was never Clara. you Kardashian fan. It's like, this isn't the hill I'm going to die on. Yeah. Right. Exactly. It yeah, was kind it of like, like you just accept that. It it's seems like, like the okay, Kard- maybe she did Photoshop shop a baby and that's not my business. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so the Kardashians, I think, just like didn't acknowledge it. Right. Because it's kind yeah. of like their whole media plan is like if they don't acknowledge it, it doesn't exist sort of thing. Yeah. So there was like a months long theory going on that True had been Photoshopped onto the body of another one of these kids. And when Chloe posted this photo of her and True and everyone was like, hold on, hold on. I thought she was was there like back in October. Yeah, she confirmed. She essentially confirmed that her sister Kim had photoshopped True's face onto Stormy's body. Chloe is such a hateful bitch, which is Kylie's, (laughs) which is Kylie's daughter, Stormy. Yes. And the, the working theory is that it was right after Astro World, and so they oh. didn't want to have like photos of Stormy out and oh. about at Disneyland. Which also, I don't really get. Well, like, I mean, maybe they didn't want to look like they were they were making light of the situation by like being like, whatever, we're gonna go to Disneyland while all yeah. this shit's happening. But also, my main thought, and I have to show you these pictures because I was like hearing about Photoshop, and I was like, well, you know, the Kardashians Photoshop everything, so like, I don't know if I'd even pick up on it. These photos horrible so obviously photoshopped they're so funny let me show you momentarily but my thought is like instead of photoshopping ahead onto stormy's body why not just not post the photos yeah yeah that's what i don't understand gonna say that's the true illness of the kardashian that's that's the true illness and also you said she was there with a sister so it probably was that she was there with kylie i think that is what it was so it was Oh, it was Kylie. Oh, Kylie oh okay. So, so it was Kylie, Chris, and I think Kim was there too because Kylie posted a TikTok and there was all this stuff because it was like, oh, wait, that's interesting because that's like true, but her hairstyle's different. So that's what started the theory was that Kylie posted a TikTok on the same day. Yeah. And in the, the same back, outfit, but a different yeah, in the same outfit, but different hairstyle. So people were like, well, who's this kid? Um, 
so yeah God, so my damn. my main These question people is like are mentally ill yes well, also it's because like, if kylie's already posting after World, i mean i get then like kylie becomes the target for bullying rather than the baby i guess but also do people bully their children like i I'm genuinely sure don't know they do, oh, but yeah i don't i don't know to what extent and why why even post about it yeah like, it's are like you just hard don't up post. for content I know that's what I that's what it's, I that is job. the main crux where I'm just like, could they not have they could have posted anything else that day? You, you know, it's to like post the babies at all. You could have just posted yourself being an asshole at Disney. Chloe probably needed to route this post through a PR team. And they said, hey, hey, girly, remember, uh, True's already been to Disneyland. <laughs> and they and she said no. And she says and the PR team says, yes, Chloe, who has been to Disneyland. <laughs> So you're going to have to edit the caption. But no, Chloe wants to post. Yeah, because her response, she tweeted out, Chloe, well, I fucked this one up. Anyways, dot, 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 dot. Let's focus on something else. Crying emoji. Our show airs in a few days. Crying, laughing emoji. And I'm just like, part of me is like, was this all a plan? Like, oh, just to yeah. like, you know, because it's like, that's kind of how they operate. It's just like, like bloopers I on never purpose know. because then right. people are talking about that's them. possible. I, exactly. <laughs> they got exactly. it. Exactly. God damn it. <laughs> I, so I can never know. I never know with them. Bridget, you have to tell me climate scientists are having a don't look up moment. Yes. Okay. So. Over a thousand scientists from 25 different countries have been staging protests um, last week. And I think somewhat this week or this past week um, following the release of the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change's new report. And so they're basically saying we need to get our shit together by 2025 to avoid catastrophic um, climate events. They're saying like, there's not going to be clean water for the next generation if we don't do something in the next three fucking years. And the TikTok, lovely TikTok has put together a string of videos of like scientists going on the news and like trying to tell news anchors like, hey, this is happening. And they're doing like a side by side with don't look up. Oh, no. Where they're like, well, how are we supposed to survive without oil? And they're like, I'm telling you, we have to stop using oil. And so scientists have been like chaining themselves to the JP Morgan Chase building here in LA, which led to, of course, a hundred police officers showing up in riot gear and arresting the scientists. Um, Classic. But it's like also happening globally. We have Spanish scientists through fake blood over a facade of the National Congress um, pan, Panamanian scientists. Oh, uh-huh. Panama. Panamanian. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, from Panama. Panama. <laughs> yeah. I've just never seen Panamanian. Scientists from yeah, Panama. no, that's that that's a that's a word you don't see or say often, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they've been staging demonstrations at various embassies. German protesters glued themselves to a bridge. Glued. Um, How much glue did that take? <laughs> That's a lot of glue. What kind of glue? Yeah, I'm kind of curious what kind of glue, right? Because like you don't need to dig too deep in. And also, it's like, how do they? How do they? You have to let the glue dry for it to start to like actually adhere and work. Well, unless it's like super glue, that's acting, yeah. 
Yeah, I guess it's true. Or Gorilla Glue is actually kind of. Yeah, that works. Yeah, hot glue works pretty fast. Hot glue. Yeah, but hot glue probably won't stick to clothes. It'll tear. (laughs) I have a lot of experience with hot glue. My grandma was a hot glue lady. Um, And then, uh, but yeah, so this is happening all over and they're not being taken seriously and we're just all fucked. (laughs) So. Oh, happy Monday to everybody. God. Nice lighthearted addition to the episode. (laughs) I mean, we should, we should probably listen to them. We should know. We should know. We should. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we can do about it. I think what shakes me about it is like it's like they're putting real time on it. Like mm-hmm. we've heard about like these crises our entire generation. Yeah. Like from a young age, they're teaching us in school, like we should be aware of the environment. And now they're like, guys, it's three years. <laughs> three yeah. years. Grace, you have to tell me one of the waitress tours is unionizing. This is very exciting. So I don't know how familiar you are with the mechanics of Broadway and its subsequent tours. I thought it would already be unionized. That's my main question is, are they not unionized? Yeah, that's a great question. So this is how Broadway tours generally work. And I'm oversimplifying here. But basically, a show runs on Broadway. It's a great success. Yay. The producers are like, you know, what would, a gr- would be a great way for us to make more money is if this show traveled across the country. So it sets off usually on its first tour. It's got the same sets, the same costumes, generally similar, similar caliber cast run through Actors' Equity. So a union tour always runs first. And then after a few years, uh, say like the the musical's been like off Broadway for a little bit. It hasn't been on tour for a while. Producers want to make more money, but they want to pay the actors and the crew less. Then they start a non-equity tour, a non-union tour, and then they travel. So often that's the order it goes in. It goes Broadway run, equity tour, non-equity tour. But Mm. I don't know how it worked out. Maybe it's because of COVID delays. Who knows? Right now there are currently two waitress tours running. One is a union tour and one is a non-union tour. That's what's oh. also weird. Yeah, they usually don't run at the same time. That's, yeah, that yeah. seems like it'd be like a rights issue, kind of like you can't be anyway, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah, know. It seems like it would con- conflict with union rules. You would think. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know who decided this would happen, whatever. But basically, the non union tour is trying to unionize because, them. Yeah, yeah, because they have way lower rates, way less rights. So, for example, someone did some research, um, Stephanie Frey at Steph underscore Frey underscore on Twitter uh, pulled these numbers. So I just want to credit her, even though she pulled them from somewhere else, that basically the budget for the Broadway show, the non-equity tour and the equity tour, it's all the same. Ten million dollars. Um, maybe that's not the budget. I don't know. That's anyway, the budget. OK. okay. What, that do you know what SVOG right. means? I see what's happening. Shutter venues operators grant. So the shuttered so venues, the shuttered venue. So the yeah, the shuttered venues operating grant is basically a government grant for closed theaters to make up more money. Oh, okay. Post COVID, mm-hmm. so all the Broadway tour, the Broadway run, the Equity tour, and the non Equity tour all received ten million dollars in that grant. Oh, got it. 
the minimum salary salary for actors on Broadway is twenty three twenty three a week, uh, two thousand mm-hmm. three hundred twenty three. Okay. The minimum salary on the equity tour is two thousand two hundred forty four dollars a week. The minimum okay. salary on the non equity tour is six hundred dollars a week. Oh, Jesus that's fuck up. And so the way this is still kind of ongoing at the time of this recording, the way that the equity tour and the producers are trying to spin it is basically that the equity that the non equity tour is a tour. It's touring across the country. Mm-hmm. But the equity version, it, they're actually just taking up residencies in different oh, cities. Oh, I see what you mean. So it's like they're so in they're Chicago like, for six months or something. Yeah, they're like, oh, we're yeah. not really taking, we're not really touring as much as we are doing residencies across the country uh, and we're making stops. So it's a tour. Yeah, that I like is that ridiculous. they try to reclassify is, it. Is that like, is their whole, is the, is part of the argument to like, because that is, true i'm not saying that their reasoning and their explanation is true but that like places will go to like chicago for like three months and it's part of the tour but it's there for three months and it's Mm -hmm. not whatever um so they're not like moving every week so it's part of the argument kind of like well six hundred dollars a week is sufficient because they're they have like all their housing and food and all that shit covered and because they're constantly like moving like pretty sure the equity tour covers housing and food too (laughs) fucked up i think they would i mean if yeah yeah no you would think so you would think so because you're being displaced from and i mean a lot of these places a lot of these tours even the non-equity one they don't cover housing and food they pay you 600 bucks a week and they don't cover housing and food say good luck oh that's that's a big thing about non-equity tours because as well yeah because they don't have as many rights theater major and so i have a lot of friends who right now are auditioning for non-equity tours or have been on non-equity tours and Mm -hmm. a lot of them don't get their housing and food paid but you go because it's exposure they get like travel paid or something god yeah that sucks so what um what is the cast doing like when did they start to unionize like last week they're just attempting basically between the actors and the stage managers and the crew they just want to get higher wages and more work protection but it's still ongoing there's not really a solution to this yet Mm -hmm. Uh, if starbucks can do it they could do it i know (laughs) Ooh, a Broadway producer is mad. <laughs> All right, Courtney, you have to tell me Nick and Vanessa Lachey are just like us. Yes. Well, it depends. Do you guys, have you ever gone through a partner or like uh, someone you're sleeping with's phone? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Really? I've never done it. What? Like, I've never snooped. No. Because I'm saying that because you might Nick listen Snooper to this podcast. No, 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 no. Yeah. No, because no, I uh, you're getting the recording files. Yeah, it's on like, his microphone. Mic- yeah. <laughs> is, is it yeah. bugged? Are yeah. you safe? Are you, you winking? Blink. Just wink. <laughs> Just wink if you have done it. You're like, guys, everyone who's listening, Courtney is blinking so hard right now. <laughs> well, and to be fair, I not to brag, uh, my relationship with my boyfriend is very like very openly communicative. He's ever given me a reason to try to snoop through his like I, I've just well, never what, felt yeah, what, who's he texting? <laughs> Yeah, that's the thing. He doesn't even text me. So I know he's not texting someone else. It's too much work for him. On his birthday, he has to help have me help like walk him through texting people back because he's like overwhelmed by the amount of people reaching oh, out. That's funny. I have gone through multiple boyfriends things like guys who ran the gamut from like, this is the most trusting guy I've ever dated. And this is the least trusting guy I've ever dated. Generally, Snoop, and, and even- it's not a 
Oh, sorry. I'll let you finish. I was going to say, even the guy that I was like, this guy is a good guy, doesn't have a bad intention in his body. Still found weird stuff. Weird stuff that you would never communicate to another person. It's not even that I expect to find anything bad. I just like to know things. I'm just curious who someone texts. I am afraid. It's not healthy. Nancy, Drew. I just like like to know stuff. Yeah. I love to snoop through people's rooms. Like, oh, yeah, what I, books say, do you I, own? I do like to snoop through people's things. Like if I'm at someone's house or whatever, I like do a lot of like, you gotta try a phone scanning. sometime. I, I don't know. It might be too dark and scary, but anyway, so, okay. So clearly we've established that I am a better person than both of you, but you guys sure. are just like if Nick and Vanessa. If that's how you want to look at it. Well, you you're tell lying. Us when, when you well, find you're- out Alex has secret kids. <laughs> um, we'll be here for you to cry on our shoulders. Yeah, you'll be like, you should have looked through his fucking yeah, phone. Yeah, look in his phone for someone named Son, and he's texting like, <laughs> "Want to play catch later?" That's a red or flag. daughter. Yeah, or daughter. She might want to play catch. <laughs> the girls oh can God. play catch. Too. Girls can play catch too. We're feminists. Oh my gosh, you guys. So okay, so Nick and Vanessa Lachey, um, the hosts of both Love Is Blind and now my new obsession, the ultimatum on Netflix. Oh, they're hosting that too. Yeah. They part are. of the Nick and Vanessa Lachey extended universe, as I'm starting to call it. Oh, that's good. The Nivalu. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That just rolls right up the top. So on the ultimatum, one of the contestants admitted to like, scr- this show is drama. If you guys haven't watched it, first of all, it is so fucking funny. They just dropped the finale yesterday. So I'm going to watch this on my docket to watch today. But it is just so fucking funny. These people are all like in their early 20s and they're like, you have to marry me or or else. And then they're also like, I want to have kids like ASAP. I want to have sex 800 times a week. This is my nightmare. All this stuff. about one of them, not to get us too far off topic. One woman who apparently is really antsy about having kids. I don't remember her name. The producers lied about her age. She it says she's 26, but she's really 30. Okay. Okay. That's oh. better. I mean, 30. So it, I understand it's like more realistic for someone no, to be worried 30 about. 30 makes more sense. No, I don't think have six years. Then I don't think that's April. That, that, I, can't remember I what think the name of the girl is. I bet, is that Shanique? Because I have no she, idea. I, I thought she looked she's like she's in white her 30s. Lady. Oh, maybe, it maybe was she's April. been at, I actually don't know. That's not the point. April, who is allegedly, I think, 23, she is one who really wants to have kids. She talks about how she and her boyfriend, who she gave the ultimatum to, have unprotected sex all the time because they're kind of like, if God wants it, God wants it. Oh, kind of apparently no. God doesn't want it. Apparently God doesn't want it. Yeah, apparently she has the memo. Yeah. Yeah. I know. So anyway, it was April who was going through Jake, her boyfriend, who she gave the ultimatum to his phone. And yeah, I don't remember April. exactly what she found, but it was something, <laughs> it was something that upset her. So she was talking about it at like their, there's probably like, I hate God. <laughs> probably. Yeah. It's like, God doesn't want it. Or he's like, I put I a condom a on. Yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah. Literally. God doesn't want us to have kids. <laughs> right. And anyway, point of this is that it came up in the episode that she went through his phone and Nick and Vanessa Lachey were like, we also used to go through each other's phones until they went to a therapist who was like, if you guys go through each other's phones, you need to learn how to trust each other because that's not healthy for like long-term. And yeah. so then they stopped going through each other's phones. So that is the crux of this gossip. Point, I do that think they used to go is... through each other's phones. They used to have marriage. So what you're telling me is they used to have marriage problems. It is time to move into our middle segment, which is what we've been doing for the last couple of weeks. 
which is us talking about the American Song Contest. This past week was pretty interesting. What do you think, Grace? It was the most, the biggest story of the week is, I don't know if you'll remember, Bridget, we played you a song last week called Flirt oh, yeah. in the state of Florida. So and good. That Big was flirt. Our, that was our pick Big for flirt. winner. I mean, I could, you couldn't have told me anything. She did not make it to the next round. How, how is that possible? Are you guys no, really giving know. me the highlights I'll tell, here? I'll tell you how it's, no, I'll tell you how it's possible because I've thought about it. Cause here's the thing, as you know, as we've discussed, there's the jury ranking, which is important, but also America's vote can supersede the jury ranking. So the jury ranking of that week, Tennessee got first place. Florida was in second place, okay. second rated by the jury. America's vote did not have Florida in the top four, which is what they needed. Here's why. The top, so the, you really only get three America's vote spots because number one was superseded by the jury, which was Tennessee, bad choice. They should have picked Florida. So the first one to make it with America's vote was Riker Lynch. And this is important because Riker Lynch is the brother of Ross Lynch. And so he got Disney fans, horny vote. He got a lot of votes more than most people would get because Riker Lynch fans and also- They're the main demographic of the show, I feel like. And also here's the sticking point. Riker Lynch was on Glee. Not only was he on Glee, he was a warbler. Warbler fans will vote for any warbler. What's a warbler? What's that it mean? was like what Darren, it was like a specific, like a member of a specific group on Glee, which is like hot white boys in prep school uniforms. Okay. And Grace, I, how many points did you vote uh, for? I gave him Riker 10 Lynch? points. I gave him <laughs> full votes. So this oh, is your fault that Florida didn't so move yeah, on. Yeah, so really you should be staying awake at for, night for how you snubbed Florida. Yeah, for the record, I gave Florida 10. I gave Riker zero. So. I gave Florida oh. 10 and I gave Riker 10. So you guys canceled each other out? Pretty much. Um, anyway, so Riker Lynch is the big sticking point here because fans of Glee, especially fans of the Warblers and people who watch American Song Contest, that Venn diagram is a circle. And what state does he represent? Colorado. Okay. So it's not like Colorado fans are out here like crazily voting, you know? Um, no, they're high. Exactly. Number two. They keep forgetting. They're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Another group who made it was Alabama, which Ugh. is this duo called Nico, which is. Oh, is this the married couple? They're dating. I don't know if they're married. They're dating. They're dating. They're an interracial couple. Yeah. They sang yeah. a love we song. Don't they like and then they the kissed on it. Ugh. Yeah. We don't like it. But Didn't I one under- of you try to say one of them was gay. I think what I, I stand by that. I think the man is gay. Uh, <laughs> and if he is gay, great, great fake. It obviously worked. But I can see how that appealed to larger America. Because like, what a beautiful interracial love story. We should support that. Yeah. So I can see how that got a vote. The third one, I don't remember who else made it. Um, um I'm gonna look. Was it Texas? Up. Oh, it was Texas. Texas, Ugh. this is the other sticking point. Fucked up. Texas was like a cute little twink. And so he got the gay vote because you know gay people were watching oh, yeah. American yeah. Song Contest. I and for the record, I gave Texas zero votes. I gave him zero points. So too. that is not my fault. He so that's so annoying. Kind of how it happened was just that these audiences who voted very passionately, more passionately than a usual American Song Contest uh, audience member, 
probably boosted these people up. And because the jury picked Tennessee, who, by the way, wouldn't have gotten an, enough audience vote to move Mm-mm. forward, I'm convinced of. No. Um, but they the have chosen to pick one white guy. I was on gonna a say guitar. a white guy singing. Yes, for every single That's week, I think. Because yeah. I right? feel like so it was Michael Bolton. You really see more. Now, he wasn't the jury. Oh, he wasn't. Of like, I feel like when American Idol came out, there wasn't a lot going on. Like, so you kind of did see like, this is what America is it's voting, like voting for. on. Yes. Yeah, when it started, I don't know what kind of incarnation it's in now, but. Um, this, this show, you're definitely going to see more of the demographics of people who are watching this show because yes, for th- sure. there's so much shit to watch. Um, oh, totally. But the good news is there are two wild card slots, um, and available at the end of the qualifiers. So if we all stream flirt on Spotify, we can get Florida in the semifinals. Yes. Oh, yes. We just should put keep the link in her. the show notes. We should. So oh, OK, I will. It. I will. Um, the real highlight of this week. And so Courtney's right that most weeks the jury selection is like a white guy with a guitar. The first week it was Rhode Island. Oh, right. Um, right. So okay. not good judges. I know. The third week was uh, what's his name? Tennessee. I can't remember what the second week was. Um, It was another guy. With the guitar. I'll look it up really quick. Or was it actually like North Dakota? They're picking the idealized American, like yeah, like Americana. Like, yeah, like this is what America is. It's just a man and his guitar. Yeah, that's what we think of when it comes. And it's to like America. these people aren't bad, but it's not interesting. It's yeah. no Florida. Oh, the the second jury pick was. Uh, Jordan Smith from Kentucky, who was not a white guy with a guitar, but he was oh, a former right. voice singer, white guy. Right. So right. Right. Um, so. So no guitar, but still essentially same vibe. Yes. But and this week, they similarly picked a white guy with a guitar as the jury pick. But he's actually a really good. good. Choice. So Alan Stone from Washington. I'll play, yeah, I'll play you a little clip. All right, that's enough. You get the point. Um, I'm obsessed with him because so they were showing him. They interviewed him like at the very beginning of the episode. I feel like and we're like, what is this guy wearing? What is his deal? And then they did his like interview and we were kind of like he was giving like million dollar smoothie vibes like from was- a couple weeks ago. And we were like, his songs would be so fucking weird. And, and it was a headshot that he submitted had like skater boy vibes, not the curly mm-hmm. hair. It had like straight hair and a beanie. Yeah. So we're like, oh, what exactly? We're like, oh, he's probably like making his first foray into 70s inspired music and it's going to be bad. Yeah. But it was. No, it was shocking. So he went last. The jury made a good choice because, yes. So earlier in the night, Massachusetts went and he got the highest jury vote because a the j- jury like us are horny. The he is very handsome and his song was yeah, good. I yeah. Was like, I need to see he what we're working with. Another white. I just singing. I feel like this guy's performance and this is compared to I've seen Florida. I saw boot goofing, new boot goofing, <laughs> new boot goofing. And this guy 
between those acts, and I know it's not in the same week, but compared to those acts, it seems flat. Well, well it's yeah, not it's as like- dynamic a performance, but he it's a really good song and his voice is really strong. But it's not as like visually on American dynamic. Song Contest. All yeah. kinds of songs. This guy's name is Jared Lee. I used to think that attraction was something totally physical. Till you came and swallowed me up. You got me dazed and confused. Never seen something so beautiful. So take my hands and put on the cuffs. Let my defenses fall. I'm feeling comfortable. And I'm ready for these shoes. But also, if you watch the full episodes, it's actually rare someone's on pitch the first oh, five seconds. It's really? Yes. So that's actually when someone's on pitch the first five seconds, like, oh, this is gonna be a good performance. Okay. Yeah, that's how I knew Alan Stone was gonna be good. I was, I was like, like, right oh, off he's hitting the all his notes. So the bar is kind of low when you're watching this. Yes, you. I can't accurately explain how because you watch this and you, we were watching this, we were like, this is really good. And then you at the end they play like a clip from every song, and when they play it back, it's like, wow, were they all that bad? Yeah, it's crazy. I'm definitely getting a lot of like. Sting and Seal vibes from both of these performances. But you can get why the jury picked this. Yeah. He's a white guy singing. It's funny because like Grace said, it is very unusual for someone to be on the right pitch in the first five seconds of their song. And we watched it on Monday with my boyfriend who is a musician. And it's like, it, it's kind of hard to watch with him because he is like very uh, critical. Yeah. Like, and it's, it's like his ear is so tuned. <laughs> Hold on. Let me show you one more highlight. Is Hawaii? Um, he was he was intensely oh, we were critical of Hawaii with Hawaii we were in love with. By the way, oh, we loved Hawaii, and Alex was like, Ugh. he's like, he's really bad. You guys are voting with your hoo-haws. And we were. And you know what? That's part of being a star. Post nut clarity, Grace and I went back after and we Post did decrease clarity. the amount of votes that we gave Hawaii after we had a more accurate comparison to like Alan Stone. And you also have to remember, we watched this after seeing the North Marianas territory and his song was like sunsets and sea so turtles. Bad. It was so generic. So that's what we were expecting from Hawaii. And the last thing I realize, I promise this is the last highlight is Georgia. She is so funny because she's like, has every piece of being a pop star except the stage presence. Yeah. Her name is Stella Cole. This song is called DIY. You can see she's trying so hard to do it though. Her voice is great. I've been doing wifeish and you ain't even put a ring on it. Nope, at first I didn't mind it. Until you took advantage and took me for granted You said you didn't need me uh, Careful with your wishes <laughs> Cause I'll be all up in your head like it's rent free Go crowd of one of your side misses You can curse my name and say Look at this mess you made But I think we all know that you're the one who's misbehaved Say you can't live without me Oh my god, that's such a shame If you're a grown up man, like you say you are, get it Get a car and get yourself together like D.I. 
she has like uh I don't know. I feel like it's like a nervous energy. Yes. Like, like she's hidden Very all the, the moves. There's something behind her eyes that feels scared. <laughs> yeah. It, it feels like it felt like um, it just disconnected. So like it was like all of a sudden her like hips started moving and you were like, are you doing that? Or are they you doing can those see on their like own? Counting the counts in her head. Yeah. yeah. It feels like she's like, do I? Do I remind you of Beyonce <laughs> though? Like yeah. there's like this little bit of insecurity. Like this is it, right? You guys see it? See right. <laughs> she can be trained. So I gave her, I think I gave her like seven or eight votes. I That's think so fair. too. Yeah. Cause I really liked the song. I thought it was fun. I feel like the pop songs are not getting the love that they deserve. Yeah. I know. The, the song, songs. I do think her song sounded more fun than all three of those dudes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I do stand by Alan. And it is called the American Song Contest. Yeah. It's not called the American Guy with a Guitar Contest. Exactly. Thank you. All right. For our main segment this week, we are talking all things Jojo Siwa. If you did not pick up on that from Grace's wonderful intro. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And I feel like what are your all's opinions on Jojo Siwa? I, I will go first. Thank you for asking Courtney. I, um, was never, never familiar with her when she was on dance mom. I never really watched dance moms. And then she was on Nickelodeon, right? Uh, I think she was on Nickelodeon. Yeah. So I, I only really became familiar with her just when I would hear about her, like in the news. So like, I never watched her. I, I, whatever. Um, but like when she came out was when I really started paying more attention to her. Cause I was like, who is this girl? Well, I think she just real quick. I think she went from dance moms spinoff to YouTube to Nickelodeon. Oh, and I think okay. that's interesting because obviously as a child performer, they were like, well, we got to keep this going. And so her mm-hmm. YouTube was popular enough that she was able to get the Nickelodeon gigs. Okay. Mm-hmm. I see. That makes sense. That makes sense. But she's a hustler. Yeah. Yeah. So it's I actually so my first inclination when I first encountered this person, Jojo Siwa, seeing her big bows and her like tight ponytail was like, oh, my God, she looks so annoying. Yeah, Um, that's fair. But I will say that the more I learn about her and the more I just kind of see her personality and like what she does for her fans, I'm like, oh, no, she seems like she seems like a, a class A badass what she was known for on dance moms was kind of talking back to abby lee a little bit incredible which is funny i wonder if there's a clip okay because i was like what what does any of that mean oh so abby lee is the the dance uh, studio owner on dance Mm -hmm. moms yeah i had a i had a good friend that was like really into it and she would like binge watch it and she would tell me like the highlights of what she saw Mm -hmm. but i i personally it just felt I grew up remembering all the John Bonet stuff and watching yeah. a lot of John Bonet yeah. 2020 specials yeah. with my grandmother and my mother. Mm-hmm. And so or like toddlers and tiaras. That yeah, show so too. all of those shows, I'm like, it feels gross and weird to watch it after watching how American media tried to blame children. Yes. pageants on why they get murdered yes yes i did find sure. a youtube video called dance moms jojo siwa's rude moments oh amazing so to play a clip yes that. please jojo so what do you think of your mom 
telling Sarah that you were two points higher than her. Well, I mean, if it is the truth, I Oh, my God. I, I don't mind it being said. I'm worried about you working in a professional environment. Will you speak louder than everyone in the room? Yeah. Right, and that's the problem. You're saying yes, that you want to do that, and then Nobody I just said that's there. the problem. You don't realize that there's other people in the room, that two adults are having a conversation. Go upstairs and tell your mother that I don't think you're in the group dance. Said, Jojo, go tell your mother that you're probably not going to be in the group dance. But the part she says I'm late on, I'm not even late on. Don't you let her make you cry. This thing tell us that, then I would have put her. Do you, do you know the order of the solos? Jojo! Have you learned nothing? But this old lady is a bitch. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I'm on Jojo's side this entire yeah. time. Yeah, Jojo's so slay. Because when she came in, she was a really good dancer with good stage presence. And Abby Lee Miller didn't want, basically was like, obsessed with Maddie Ziegler is the whole point, but. Oh, really? And like, didn't want anyone like showing her up? Because Maddie Ziegler was like a girl that she had born and bred basically and could be a representative. And Jojo just came in and was like, no, I know I'm better than this. I'm just on this show for exposure. And as a child, that's funny. Yes. Oh yeah. You, I, I have to, first of all, having gone through dance class for like 16 years growing up, that shit's crazy. And they do try to like fuck you up and like break you down and watching Jojo be like talk back to a teacher. Yeah. Like be, that. Oh, yeah. That's crazy. And or the way that it, the way that it aggravated Abby so much shows that Jojo was so powerful, because if 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 the kid didn't fucking bother you, you wouldn't be yelling at them. They're a child. Yeah. And yeah. just being like, and she's like, oh, are you going to talk louder than everyone, everyone else in a room? And she said, yes. I'm like, yeah, bitch, you should like. That's feminism. So that mm-hmm. that is like her money making talent. So that it's, it's that actually confident. makes a lot more sense now with her coming out. I've mm-hmm. like seen videos of her like saying stuff at her shows. Not not anything bad, but just like mm-hmm. like there was a video going around of her being like, I had someone on Instagram tell me not to say what. Um, I want to say tonight, which I think you guys all know what it is, implying that like basically yeah. saying I'm gay. So she's like, instead, I'm going to show you. And like she gets out like this big pride flag and like does a whole thing. But like now it makes sense. Like, oh, of course she has to do that because mm-hmm. like that's her whole bread and butter has been the kid that says shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. I love that. She literally just fucking does and says whatever she wants. Um, well, and I don't know about whatever that Abby wants, Lee but. Miller lost. Yeah. Abby Lee Miller was wrong. She was like, this little confidence thing you have, it's not going to work. It works or not. And Jojo's like, no, it's going to work. And it did. Jojo it did. is way more famous than Abby Lee Miller. Oh, well, and yeah. Why, and anyone else on that show. On Dance moms, you know, when they're like casting for kids and they're like, this one doesn't know how to shut the fuck up, but exactly. like in a good way. Well, especially because she came in in season five. So Dance Moms at this point is already a hit. When it oh, started, yeah, they were probably like, oh, it's cool. Like kids dance. Cute. They had to create some drama yeah. because at that point, Maddie Ziegler was already like going above and beyond dance moms. And she's still going to be famous if she ever gets past the, uh, she will stink of being associated with Sia, but she will. Yeah. Oh, actually she is in a new movie. So she's already passed it. 
Yeah. She's a new prestige movie. Oh, okay. Good for her. I guess. I don't really care for her. I, I not that I don't care for her. I don't care about Pretty wild. Her. That movie ever got paid. That Sia movie. Yeah. I know. Yeah. That's crazy. I don't have much of an opinion on Maddie Ziegler, except that there's an episode of Pretty Little Liars where Maddie Ziegler, like, does like a modern dance in the like mental institution on the show and it's very what? out of nowhere so i think oh, about it all no. the time i bet I can yeah find it. but that it, makes wait, sense. that's off topic that's off topic i'm not gonna play it <laughs> but i'll send you the video because it's funny so last week jojo siwa made waves when she announced that she was not invited to the kids choice awards hosted by nickelodeon um even though she was nominated for best social music or something of the I have no idea what she was nominated for. I read the award title and I was like, what the fuck does that even mean? But she said, like, simply she was, I think, live on TikTok or Instagram or something. And she was like, You're like, I just want you guys to know that the reason I'm not at the show tonight is not because I don't want to be there, it's because I wasn't invited mood. And uh, so people were speculating that it was because of her stance as like an LGBTQ mm-hmm. performer and not, I guess her stance is like, it's her identity, but also, <laughs> um, her LGBTQ, like activism and being outspoken. And the fact that she just cut off her ponytail and she cut off her ponytail, which is amazing. I don't necessarily love the haircut, honestly, but I respect it for what it but is. But it's a stepping, it's a stepping stone. Yes. Everyone I think that, cut their hair off dramatically. At some yes. Point. I think that she, I'm glad that she did it for herself. I think maybe if she styles it better, it'll look cute. I don't love it, but, but again, I've never liked her look like even with the ponytail. No, no I so think it's a little much. It actually fits into her already terrible motif. Well, and I sorry for anyone of a younger generation. Trying that to find like, um, it, but. She's trying to find her own personal style, which or like her next chapter, like her pushing out of childhood kind of. Yeah, because coming to fame on Dance Moms and then being like the celebrity that she was, she didn't. I mean, she got some say in personal style, but like you got to wear bright colors. You got to wear the bow. bow. Some of the stuff, it's part of like their merch, right? Yeah, exactly. Like the earrings. I saw a video where she was showing how. She put the earrings aren't real earrings or gems that she glues to her ear. And her mom is the one who owns the company. She's like, my mom makes these and you guys can buy them too. One thing that's incredible about Jojo Siwa is that every single thing that she does has like eight pieces of merch attached to it. That is a money making yeah. machine. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. That's I didn't it. know that. I just knew about the bows. Oh, she has. I mean, there's the bows. There's the earrings. She will sell a doll she'll sell it i mean she will sell literally anything and people will buy it i mean that's the difference between her and kim kardashian it's like kim's a fully grown ass woman so like her coming up with like skims and stuff took like a lot of time and probably research and like oh we'll come to this being a child where like your biggest fans are other children it's like oh this is easy we just do toys bows a bunch yeah, of kids shit. Any conceivable toy. Because right, like, yeah. merch is where all of these people make their money. It's what they're selling that makes them into billionaires, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so she's just cut off her iconic ponytail, which I do respect because, like, honestly, that ponytail looked uncomfortable as fuck. It is so tight. I like pulling her hair out, probably. But um, so she cut her hair, new mood, love it, and then wasn't invited to the show her a lot of fans were you know outraged 
also on the heels of um Rachel oh wait what's Zegler. Her? Zegler. Rachel Zegler and the whole Oscars. The doors thing. Rachel Zegler has opened. Truly, it's like Joe everyone said I wasn't invited. I'm gonna start going live on Instagram being like, I wasn't invited to the Grammys this year and I'm like yeah. just really upset. Well, it's not that I don't want to go, it's that I wasn't invited. <laughs> and that's wild because And then I'll be presenting. I think a lot like we talk with like actors pay, you're told that you should you should be grateful you're even nominated and if mm-hmm. you want choice a award. chance to actually win and even though it's kids choice awards like her fans are kids, kids. Yeah. so it's like that's huge that she She's wouldn't invited. be invited and then still you know it probably is like expected bizarre. to have the gratitude of being nominated yes yeah so i was reading an article last night about nickelodeon responding to this and explaining that she I'm wasn't they say not invited it was a an error like a clerical error or something it was a clerical error well, that they yeah, forgot always, it was like oh, right Jojo yeah Zima. and it was something it was literally like here let me like let me find the actual quote because it was any, something like it was lost in the mail assistant worth worth their salt would look at the list and be like why isn't jojo siwan here she's the most famous you child would think star. yeah you would think that they would look at the list of like nominees and then do like a control f into the yes. like invite list and be do like an just make sure everyone's in excel yes it's easy that's my favorite excel function okay following the backlash prompted by the dancing with the stars alum a representative of the kids television channel set the record straight about siwa's absence according to variety siwa's ticket to the award show was missing and an honest mistake on the show's productions part Mm-hmm. Sounds like this bitch doesn't need a ticket. She could have shown up and just yeah, had a seat. Yeah, what do you mean her ticket? Yeah, and then a close source to Nickelodeon explained that the error came about, quote, because of a much reduced audience size due to COVID protocols. Um, And then, however, fans of the stars suspected the company was against her being an outspoken LGBTQ activist. The response to those speculations is that it is so off the mark and very upsetting. It was truly an unfortunate mistake. Yeah. Yeah, it truly was an unfortunate mistake and she definitely should have been there. So my question, it's like, this is such a shitty explanation because it's saying like, okay, so there was a much reduced audience size. So does that mean that you should be extra sure that Jojo Siwa is invited? You know what I mean? Does it mean it should be just the nominees then? Right. It's just like, okay, Nickelodeon, nice try. approvals this has to go through for it to be a clerical error. And also you would think that like Jojo's people would reach out and be like, hey, her if it is a ticket situation like her ticket yeah, hasn't arrived ticket yes because it's like she's the been door? there every year i'm assuming for the past like however many years so it's like on their radar it's not like she didn't know it was happening yeah so she previously called out nickelodeon in september of 2021 claiming that the network had blocked her from performing any of the music she recorded for the j team which was a movie mm-hmm. on tour the film released via paramount featured six original songs co-written by Siwa. These are my songs, my voice, my writing. Does this seem fair? She wrote in a series of since deleted tweets per billboard, working for a company as a real human being treated only as a brand is fun until it's not. So, you know, you've got to respect it because it's like, there are some, I'm sure you've done a lot of like uh, rabbit hole searching about like Nickelodeon and Disney and like child abuse and all that shit like Dan in Schneider their, in their Dan practices Schneider. yes and you got to respect her for being like I know she's 18 so she's like I guess hedging on like adulthood but still when I was 18 I wouldn't have had the balls to be like uh fuck but, this company or not she didn't yeah, say that obviously but part like of running a huge business when I was, right exactly but it's like uh, you kind of like 12. have to admire her for being like 
yeah, this is fucked up. Like this is how they treat me. Yeah. And it's, and it's like truly biting the hand that feeds her and you got to respect it. I bet probably what happened is that they said like, if she performs, she can't sing these songs at the kids choice awards. And they were like, and her team was like, okay, well that's a non-negotiable for us. And then yeah. Nickelodeon just never got back to them. Yeah. It's just maybe. Like, the lie of her ticket got lost in the mail. I know they didn't say lost in the mail. That's, I mean, that's like, what they're insinuating. Well it's just like such a bad lie. Right. Like, Send why it even to your email. Email Jojo Siwa at Gmail. That's not you. Yeah. Oh, are you, are you not Jojo dot Siwa at Gmail? <laughs> oh, it's no dot. Oh, God. Oh, no well, dot. Next damn. Time, next year. I'm like sorry. she's never gotten a kid's choice ticket before. Like, right. And like if Jojo Siwa had showed up at the door and said, oh, my God. I left my ticket at home. They would be like, oh, come right in. in. Right. That's the thing. It's like, they're not going to turn her like, but you're not going to show up if they did not ask you to show up. Oh, I mean, for sure. I'm not, I'm not faulting her for not just being like, fuck it. I'm showing up. But why, why would Nickelodeon even bother making a statement if it's going to be that bad? Right. I know. Well, I think that past just say creative differences. We know it means homophobia. People would write it off. And I feel like now People are done of like just writing off shitty things. It's well, like- I also think they underestimate like, yes, a lot of Jojo Siwa's fans are children, but a lot of Jojo Siwa's fans are also her age. Mm-hmm. So yeah. they're like on the internet and can engage with things. I think they were just kind of hoping that no one who was above the age of 13 would care. I guess. Which is short sighted. Yeah. Which is fair. I mean, a year ago, that's yeah. true. I wouldn't have gave a shit. I didn't start paying attention to her until until she came she out. Came out so because a queer icon. I was like, "Oh, you're in the community." Well done, yeah. Queen. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It just what I mean. And here's the thing, also, Nickelodeon. Right now, Disney is like falling down the stairs of homophobia. You can use this opportunity, yeah, to step on Disney and move your way yes. up and be the gay kids channel. And I know that's scary because a lot of you, I'm sure, are old white guys, but it will pay dividends and you need to get the leg up on Disney somewhere. Yeah, that's a good point, Grace. This is why you should be running that company. There's so many like Nickelodeon shows that have become like kind of not gay icons, but like Victorious, iCarly, like those are popular among like queer adults. Yeah. You might as well pander to them a little bit. You yeah. have them. They're These companies Disney. are so fucking Disney has stupid. less to pander to queer adults. Well, Disney keeps on shooting themselves in the dick. All they have is um, being that they've touched everyone's childhood. And I think in some ways, not even the gays can escape that type of nostalgia. Yeah. So like in some sick way, they have a hold on. All yeah. Well, they have um, they, all, they have all their queer coded characters like. Star. Yeah. Jafar, Ursula, all the villains, all the villains, all the villains, literally all the outsiders. So Nickelodeon, Jeez. you got it. Okay. Do better. Come on. Just yeah. be the gay network. This is your chance. You'll finally, you'll be the channel that people flip to first instead of second. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You'll go back to being number one. There was, there was a while where like no one had Disney when I was a kid mm-hmm. oh. and it was weird that I had Disney, but my dad is friends with the cable guy. So that's why we had Disney. Ooh. And so like, whenever I talk about Disney, people would be like, we don't have money. And I'd be like, we don't have money either. We're just friends with the cable guy. <laughs> I used to flip. 
I used to start at Nickelodeon and go to Cartoon Network and then Disney because Nickelodeon was channel 48, Cartoon Network was 50, and Disney was 59. Why that stays in my brain and not basic math, I don't know. It was just coming to me where I was like, Nickelodeon was 42. I remember always going to 42. And then I'd flip to 29, which was Disney. Oh, I can only remember HBO. HBO was channel 15. Oh, you were rich, rich. <laughs> we were friends with the cable guy. We support JoJo. We love her. Okay. Well, that is it for this week's The Gossier. Grace, where can people find you? You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at the Grace Piper. Bridget, where can everybody find you? You can find me, same platforms at Bridget underscore socket. How about you, Courtney? You can find me on Instagram at C underscore Doisy and on Twitter at The Real Doisy. You can find this podcast on all of those platforms at The Gossier. And if you love us, which we know you do, and you want to throw a little bit of money towards us, uh, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash The Gossier. Um, in our uh, link in our Instagram and in the show notes, you'll be able to find a little doc where you can submit hot goss. Please submit. We love to talk about what you want to hear. And please give us five stars, rate and review us on your podcast app so that people know that we're fucking awesome. And until next time, um, just be out there, goss for us. And we look forward to talking to you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.